Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jay Mornette. Today, we're talking with three local nonprofit organizations, Linden Oaks Behavioral Health, Naperville Park District Foundation, and Brightside Theater. You're watching Spotlight, and today I'm joined by Dr. Bradley Cutler, and he's a psychiatrist at Linden Oaks Behavioral Health. So welcome. Thank you, Jane. Thanks for having me. Oh, delighted. And I'm interested. Let's start right off with, as a psychiatrist, what are you doing at Linden Oaks? At Linden Oaks, I'm treating adolescent and adult patients with behavioral health, uh, mental health conditions, disorders. Okay. And and when you look at that, I mean, we hear a lot about that in the news, and, and the behavioral and the mental. What, what are the most pressing issues that you're seeing? We see, well, we see the suicide rates around the country are, are going up, and, and we see a lot of depression. Suicide can go with lots of different mental health issues, but suicide is now the 10th the leading cause of death in the country. Mm. And in Illinois, in, in um, adolescents, 15 up to 34-year-old adults, in that age group is the third leading cause of death in Illinois. Wow. So it's certainly a pressing issue and, and something we have to keep a very close eye on. So suicide, as, as something we see and it's often linked to depression, anxiety, psychosis, there, there's lots of different conditions in which suicide occurs. And, okay. And, and that's, um, that's kind of a staggering number, very concerning. Um, yes. As you talk, help me, just because I'm not a doctor, sure. I play one on TV, um, as you talk about behavioral health versus mental health, is there a difference? How do you think about that? that that's a great question. And actually, there's just a change in terminology, but we think of them as the same kinds of things. So, so behavioral health and mental health would be considered to be the same, although we use both terms. Okay, okay. Now, obviously, you talked and you touched a little bit about adolescence. Um, tell me a little bit more about that, because I think you're seeing a lot of them, are you not? We, we, we see a lot of adolescents, and the suicide rates in adolescents are also so uh, one of the biggest groups that are increasing, and that, that's what's very scary. So we do see, see a lot of that, and, and I think some of it may be due to social media. Social media creates a lot of, it, it's easier to bully people over social media than when I was growing up many years ago, and you had to be on the playground or in school together. Now kids, adolescents, teens are going online saying things to each other that are not the nicest, and, and it creates a lot of issues in circumstances for bullying and and it leads to low self-esteem and then worsening mood and, and ultimately sometimes and very unfortunately suicide attempts yeah. and sometimes completions and, and we're, we're doing our best to get to a road where we can really reduce suicides as low as, as possible and we're, we're working hard on that. Yeah, uh, you know you touched on something and it certainly uh, I think a lot of people think about it with the whole social media and you talked about the bullying and, and people being able to kind of get away with that. It's also a very invisible uh, form of, of bullying and, and I often think about the fact that when people are being bullied, if you were my generation, yes. you were on the playground, likely as not people saw that. They were witness to that, right? Good point. Um, nowadays, they're not so much witnessing, and that social media and that technology is more isolating. Yes. Are you seeing that play in? We are. And so a lot of kids are isolating themselves. And so if, as a parent, if you see your kid in their room 
maybe not coming out for dinner, not engaging in activities with their friends at school as much. These are signs to look for that maybe there's something going on. So, so you want your, if you notice any change in your child or in, in an adult, of course, too, but any change is very important to keep an eye on. Okay. Give, give us, um, and you talked about that with adolescents, about yeah. not coming out of your room. But as you think about older yes. folks, if I was somebody in, or a friend or a coworker or a family member, what other kinds of signs might I look for that there was quiz for concern? Sure. So a, a broad way to say it is so, someone that's maybe not participating in their life as much. That's a broad way to say it. So maybe they're not watching the Cubs or the Sox games as much as they used well, to. Well, that could be for other reasons. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, but I'm with you. <laughs> that, that could be. Um, maybe they're, they're missing some work or they're sleeping too much or, or their appetite's gone down. They're losing lots of weight, but they're not dying. Or in the opposite, they're gaining lots of weight, but they're not. It, 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 there could be so many different things to look for. So a change in the, in the person's general functioning would be something to look for. Okay. Sleep, appetite, participating in work, participating in school for the adolescents, all things to keep an eye on. Okay. And better to sort of err on the side of caution. Yes. You know, I, I, what, what would you tell somebody? So if I, if I was experiencing that with somebody I knew, what would you suggest to me? Do I immediately flag it? Do I try to talk to them about it? What would I do? I think you would, you would maybe keep an eye on, on the person, the friend, the family member initially. But as you notice it progressing, you might, and I think it would be a good idea to, to talk Maybe even bring some other family and friends into into the arena, into the room, to kind of just lightly, gently say, you know, how how have you been feeling lately? How can I help you? Is there something different about how you've been feeling the last few weeks, few months? We talk a lot, and and you hear a lot about kind of the stigma of mental health, behavioral health, and and so as you're saying that in terms of the talking about it, that's a good thing, right? I mean, that sort of says, hey, I'm noticing something's not quite right. It's okay to want some help or some assistance. That, yes? That's absolutely true. Yes, but if you go back not that many years and several decades, of course, there was more of a stigma. And that stigma continues today, but it's a much less than it used to be. So the fact that we're able to talk about this, even the fact that we're able to talk about on television, has, means we've come a long way from where we were. That doesn't mean we don't have a long way to still go. Sure. Now, talk a little bit, if you would, Dr. Cutler, about the treatment plans that you offer at Linden Oaks. Sure. We, we have lots of different treatment plans. We treat people with, as I was saying, chemical dependence, eating disorders, anxiety disorders, depression, psychosis. We treat from adolescents up to geriatrics, and we have different modalities of doing that. We have our inpatient hospital, which is the 108-bed psychiatric hospital. We have day programs, which means oftentimes patients will step down from the hospital to a day program where they have three to six hours a day, for instance, of treatment. They still can go home at night, though. Mm -hmm. And some patients that don't need inpatient at that point may decide that a day program is good for them, or as I said, a patient may step down to a day program. And then there's outpatient treatment as well, where you know once every month, every few months, they'll come into our office and we'll counsel them, prescribe medications, and so forth. We also have psychotherapists doing frequent, usually weekly or monthly psychotherapy with patients. We have community outreach groups. We have a first aid, mental health first aid community. What, what is that? That's where we bring people from the community, whether it's school, um, counselors, teachers, police officers, parents, anyone from the community that's interested in mental health and looking at symptoms, kind of the things we're talking about today that they should look for in family members. Because what we want is we want people in the community to be able to respond to someone with a mental health issue just like someone would respond using CPR to someone with a 
cardiac abnormality. So we, we want to make this easy for, patient, for, for people in the community to use and then they, to help their family and friends out. Well, it sounds like you have a lot of resources. I mean, you obviously have a very qualified staff that's up there at Linden Oaks supporting uh, those patients. And I think you've given us some good tips in terms of what to look for. Uh, should, should we see something that's a little different? And pay attention to it. Absolutely. We, we, we have a great organization. I'm very happy to be there. Well, great. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. And if you would like to learn more about the important work in behavioral health issues happening at Linden Oaks, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. At Busey, our story centers around you, your goals, and your dreams. You dreamed of owning your first home. You partnered with us to customize a plan. You started a business. You trusted us to guide you through the ups and downs. You wanted to leave a legacy. You allowed us to bring your dreams to life. Thank you for partnering with us to make tomorrow's dreams today's reality. Busey, your dream, our promise. Stay up to date on what's happening in our neighborhoods and schools at City Hall and all across town with NCTV 17 News Update. Email directly to your inbox once a day, Monday through Friday. This two-minute video not only tells you the latest news, but shows it to you all at your fingertips. And that's what's happening right here in Naperville. And the best part, it's free. So sign up today at nctv17.com slash subscribe. If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernett, and joining me now are Troy Cooper of the Naperville Parks Foundation and John Fiore. He's from Naperville North High School, so welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Hey, it's nice to see you, and I'm excited to talk about this topic with the Parks Foundation. We often hear about the Naperville Park District, but it's nice to talk to the Naperville Parks Foundation. So, Troy, I'm going to start out with you. What got you involved with it? Um, I got involved, I actually got invited from Mary Lou Worley, who was a board member. And um, my wife and I own Naperville Kayak in town. Okay. And so over the years, I had talked to Mary Lou a lot about some of the agreements we have with different forest preserves and park districts and um, got to know Mary Lou really well. And she knew some of the projects and things I was working on and said, I think you'd be a great fit and invited me on. She's a great recruiter. Yes. She <laughs> She's very good at that. And, and how has your journey been since you've been at the Parks Foundation? It's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of excitement. And... Um, we're doing new things all the time and trying to make things happen. Okay. Yeah. Um, you have a new initiative, which we're going to talk about today, and that's why John's here, which is this bicycle program. So tell me a little bit of the background about that initiative, how it got started, and, and what you're hoping to accomplish. Well, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, John, we were at your wife's birthday party. No, it's a, a common friend. Common friend's <laughs> birthday yeah. party. It was through, through my wife that I was, I was there. But... Um, we were talking about Naval Kayak and we got to talking about bikes and um, you know we just got in this conversation he said he'd always want to do a bike program and I, I said hey I'm the president of the Parks Foundation we should try to figure out how to make it happen. Nice I like it so John tell us why you always wanted to do something with bikes. Well we, it's it's something that I've heard about in some schools in fact there's a school a couple schools up north that do it and uh, we've started an adventure ed program so we, we have a program for junior and seniors that 
they go wall climbing, high ropes, kayaking, orienteering, uh, a lot of outdoor educational type activities and mountain biking just seemed like, or biking in general, just seemed like a great fit. But then the more we talked about it, the more we thought about, well, this should be really be not just an adventure ed program, it should be expanded to all grades. And that's eventually what we're going to do. We're going to start it at the junior, senior level with the adventure ed kids and then expand it out to the entire curriculum. Okay. I, I'm going to come back to, I'm going to come back to how the foundation is helping with that and the support of that. But John, say a little bit more if you would because you know we have this sort of vision of what physical ed looks like in a traditional high school and clearly what you're talking about is nothing like we envision a typical you know dodgeball we're running around the track that kind of stuff why do you feel that that's a good this new way is a good way to go what are the benefits you're seeing for students well I think uh, I think the old PE uh, really probably sometimes did more damage than good uh, when you when you really think about it the things that you just described and really since I've been involved at Naperville North since 2001 and even well before that, my predecessors, uh, they designed dynamic programs that were fitness-based and really about strengthening um, students cognitively, physically, and emotionally. So uh, I think giving kids more options and exposure to more uh, um, activity level activities outside of just your traditional PE setting is, is important because that's what's going to lead them to a lifetime of activity. Okay, so it really is trying to create that lifelong learner, but right. in this case, it's around physical activity. Exactly. And I would imagine that there's a little bit more cachet with that. I mean, I would think it's the kind of thing where, you know, I know if I were a student, high rope sounds pretty cool, and biking sounds more interesting than maybe on a elliptical-type situation. Yeah, it's, it's all about creating value, you okay. know, whether in physical education, math, or science, and, and that's, that's our job in, as educators. Okay. Now, Troy, how is the F Parks Foundation playing a role in that? You know, I, I essentially did some research and we, we were kind of stumbled upon the specialized foundation so there there's a couple different people involved the Parks Foundation Naperville North High School the specialized foundation uh, we had some private donors John Green Realtor Jewel Osco uh, spokes bikes in Naperville kind of donated our discounted bikes and things for us and then we also had uh, the specialized the manufacturer side that discounted bikes and things so it's really a collaborative effort of a bunch of groups to make it happen but at the end of the day uh, the program costs about twenty nine thousand dollars and uh, the school had some portion that they kicked in toward it and then we essentially came up with the rest of the funding with some of the money we raised from other projects like our hop snow project and from those private donors. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a, I mean, that's kind of always a critical role, isn't it, right? Because, you know, you can have great ideas, but unless you get the funding. And, yeah. and you've obviously got a lot of different, very collaborative. It sounds like a lot yeah. of different groups together. Um, and then you talked about the hop snow, which is something I know we all have. A, that's yeah. a personal favorite for all of us uh, in, in raising that money. It's been a fun project. Yeah, yeah. So now you talked a little bit, John, about you're your starting with juniors and seniors, and then the future of the program is you want to roll it out. Say a little bit more about that. Yeah, I, and I've already been exposed just going through this process with Troy and looking at the possibilities around April North. There's so many more bike trails and that that we could explore and utilize that are directly around Naperville North and, and there's no reason why we couldn't expose it to all of our students but we've got to first look at the logistics of it we also have some training opportunities that we need to complete and just to make sure everyone's at a good comfort level because ultimately we want to keep the kids safe right when we, when we do this right well and nice I would think too I mean the interesting part when I think about the Parks Foundation is that in this that the ultimately with those activities you're getting out into the parks to be able to use them yeah, absolutely. I mean, our mission is to try to do impactful things anywhere we can, any way we can, um, to get people outside. 
more active. And uh, we've found that if, as a board, if we have exciting, like fun projects like this project, the Hops Nook project, it kind of excites our board members uh, because we're all non for, you know, it's a non for profit, but we're volunteers. Right. 100% volunteers. So it's just, it's made the meetings more fun. It's made everything we're doing more fun. So we're looking for small, kind of creative, impactful things that we can do. And this was a really, really good fit for us. We were, we were really excited about it. Yeah. Well, and I would think too, I mean, you know, when you're working on a nonprofit board, you know, you it's nice to see something go from start to finish. And I would imagine as you're watching this project in Naperville North, much like the Hobbs and Oak project, you're seeing it from start to finish. And that kind of motivates you to want to do a little more. Absolutely. Um, we've, I've kind of talked to my board. I said, we want to find kind of low hanging fruit, small mm -hmm. things that could be impactful, big impact. And I think for relative to other things we could be doing, like how much this program costs and how we were able to kind of spread out the cost through all the different donors and organizations, it's really been a real small amount out of our budget to make this happen. And uh, you know, we talked about you know, potentially 12,000 kids could ride these bikes over the course of a four year period. So it, it ends up costing a, a dollar per student for our, our group to donate that money. And I think that's a pretty pretty good value. That's a very good value. Yeah. You feel so too, John? Oh yeah, and I think the, another way to look at this also is, is just uh, exposing kids to the enviro environmental bef benefits of biking um, and, and about reducing their car carbon footprint. You know, I think it, we need to be uh, stewards of the environment. Um, and I think that's something that we need to teach kids sooner than later. So you're really double dipping there because we're getting the physical education and the environmental education at the exactly, same time. Exactly. Well, great. You guys, thank you so much for coming by. And it's an exciting program. And we wish you the best of luck. And we'll look forward to hopefully having it roll out to those freshmen and sophomore because I'm sure they'll be ready for it when you get there. So if you would like to learn more about the Naperville Parks Foundation, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break. Stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. Busey, our story centers around you, your goals, and your dreams. You dreamed of owning your first home. You partnered with us to customize a plan. You started a business. You trusted us to guide you through the ups and downs. You wanted to leave a legacy. You allowed us to bring your dreams to life. Thank you for partnering with us to make tomorrow's dreams today's reality. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome back to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Renette. I'm joined now by Julianne Cornick and John Cunningham of Brightside Theater. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Nice to have you here. Now we know, uh, we, and we love Brightside <laughs> Theater. It's Naperville's only professional nonprofit theater mm -hmm. in town and always performing in the heart of downtown Naperville, which yep. is great. But you have your first uh, next performance coming up, which is Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about that, Julie. Yeah, it's going to be performing this summer, June 7th through the 20th. 
23rd, and it is a musicalized version of the movie that we grew to love in the late 80s with uh, Steve Martin and Michael Caine, and it's about a couple of con men who are trying to con some women out of some money, and it's a lot of dancing and singing and jokes, and it's going to be a really a great time. So it is really the musicalized version of the movie. Okay. Uh, so we're really excited to put that on the stage because it's farce, and we love farce. That's why Brightside started. So this really falls in a farcical musical all yeah. at the same time. Yeah, that's nice. And, and that was a good movie, so it's always good to start with yes. good content, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, so John, are you a con man? What are you playing in Dirty Ones? Yes, I play Lawrence Jameson. Uh, he's the, the older con man of the two. Uh, he's a, He's been a con man for... 13, 14 years at this point, uh, working in the French Riviera, French Riviera uh, in Beaumont-sur-Mer. And uh, he's getting a little bored with it. Okay. Maybe. He's been doing it for a while now. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing, day in, day out. Uh, and this, this other uh, con artist named the Jackal shows up to make things a little interesting for him. And uh, spark joy, right? Okay. This Marie Kondo wants us to do spark joy. So yeah, okay. spark some joy in him, and, uh, and then the hilarity ensues. Okay. Yeah. Well, it sounds good. So now tell me a little bit about how you found Brightside Theater. Sure. Well, actually, my sister-in-law uh, worked with Brightside Theater. So uh, we came to see uh, Beauty and the Beast uh -huh. and uh, uh, Guys and Dolls uh, and Hairspray. Because I know she didn't work on hairspray, but she had worked on the previous two uh, that I mentioned. So we came to support her and uh, get to see the space and, and get to know the, the theater company a little bit that way. Uh, and so I was very excited when Dirty Rotten Scoundrels popped up because it's a show that I've wanted to do for years. Okay. Uh, so that, that was my end. I got to audition for it, and uh, luckily they, they cast me as Lawrence, and we're having a blast. Yeah. Yeah. T describe a little bit because you know it's interesting because you have when your class I know you know kind of all come together and people are coming from different walks and different places, right? How is that experience? What is that like for you creatively? It's really cool. Uh, um, sometimes you work on shows where you know a lot of the other, other people already. I've always said that being an actor is uh, you have to implicitly trust everyone that you're working with because you, you're, you're, you're starting a new job. That's a team effort. And you have to trust everyone on that team because you only have so many weeks to get it done and then do the show and then it's over. Right? <laughs> right. So you, just, you have to trust them right off the bat. You don't have time to make that up. And sometimes you get to do shows with people that you already know and so that it's a little bit easier because you've already got that trust with them. But in this case, I'm new to the mm -hmm. theater and I'm new to everyone else. Well, except for one guy in the show. I knew him in college, so it's been 20 years since we've seen each <laughs> okay. other. Uh, uh, a little bit of a throwback there. Yeah. Yes, yes, uh, but it is a really neat experience because everyone there understands that situation, knows, okay, you're new to me, I'm going to trust you, you're going to trust me, and off we go, and we just all have fun with oh, our scenes yeah. and with the music and, and uh, uh, building the show uh, to what will be a wonderful conclusion, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting as you talk about that. That's a really interesting analogy. And when you think about it, I mean, you have no, everybody there is motivated to make sure that everybody else looks good, right? Yes. Because if, if they don't, the performance is no good. Yeah. So, Absolutely. So uh, that really must feed to that whole collaboration. Yeah, you know, there's always that uh, fun story out there about, you know, the one actor who wants the, uh, the part, and so they do whatever they can to make sure that actor gets hurt so that I can come in and take over the role. <laughs> be and, the understudy. Right, and that rarely happens. Yeah. There's a lot of love in the theater yeah. because we're, we're all trying to do the same thing we're all trying to be successful and we and we're all working towards the same goal, goal. yeah you know yeah, julie are you in this show i am in the show okay as well. so what are you playing so i'm playing muriel eubanks and she is one of the women that john does try to swindle a couple dollars out of oh, okay uh, show um and she's looking for love you know everybody sort of to an extent in our lives are looking for love and finding that happiness and finding what does that really mean um and you might have some luck at the end of the show. So. Oh, 
okay. So we'll, we're going to stay tuned and stay come find tuned. out. Now, yes. are you, where are you at this year? Are you at Pfeiffer? No, we are still at uh, Theater at Miley Swallow okay, Hall, Miley which Swallow. is still okay. been our performance home. Okay. Um, next year, when we move into um, our ninth season, we will actually pull one of our shows, which is a new production, um, into the Madden Theater. But we are still doing, uh, performing at the Theater at Miley Swallow Hall, but in our ninth season for Guilty Pleasures, um, we are adding a concert version series of a production. So it's a show that maybe is not as popular, doesn't have a name as, as big as some of the other titles out there, but the music is glorious. So it will be a concert version or uh, versus a staged version of the production, in the, and we're going to make it a little bit more intimate into the Madden Theater. So in our ninth season, we are doing the musical Nine. <laughs> oh, interesting. Now, I mean, you have, I, and you kind of mentioned it at the top of the interview about how you, how the name got started with Monty Python and the Forest and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but you always stretch a little bit. I'm always fascinated Me by that. Me too. Yeah. So this is our this is our added piece for this year. Is that is that new performance for our audience to come and enjoy um, and something that's different. Um, we're kind of twisting up our fundraiser as well. I'm going to do kind of a Las Vegas night versus a um, more of a review type of a setting. So we're going to do that. So we we do like to mix it up a little bit for our audience. But there's still that that focus on um, enlightening and educating and entertaining our audiences typically through comedies and musicals. So that's still always going to be our mission, but we're going to keep growing and adding as, as we go on to now our ninth season. Yeah, so now say, uh, what shows do you have for the ninth season? Yeah, so our guilty pleasure season, because we always have to come up with some I sort like of that, theme. I like that. So we start <laughs> off with um, A Christmas Carol the Musical, which will open the Friday after Thanksgiving, so a great family-friendly show. Um, we'll move on to uh, Nine the Musical, which will be in Madden for just a one-weekend run, so a really okay. short run in February 2020. Uh, we will move to the 30th anniversary of Steel Magnolias, which we oh. felt was a great piece to put on our stage. Um, again, a little bit of a guilty pleasure. Yes. We all love that movie. Absolutely. Um, and then we're going to kick it off next summer with Mamma Mia. So, oh, I, well, that's a classic favorite. Right? Absolutely. So little guilty pleasures all through the season. Um, and we're, we're just really excited to continue to grow and bring um, different experiences to the theater, to the Naperville and surrounding areas. That's nice. So as we kind of wrap up a little bit, I, I do want to touch on the whole student aspect because that's mm. been an important part Very of your much. mission and, and what you do at Brightside. So talk a little bit about some of the summer stuff that you have coming up for other people to get involved in. Yeah, so our Brightside Theater Youth Project is our educational piece and one of the things that we truly focus on is to get the kids to be able to um, be able to perform at whatever level that is in a warm, comfortable, open environment so they can explore what they would like to do um, and gain some of that self-confidence along the way. So we always build our summer camps around what our show will be for the kids to participate in March of 2020. And this year, falling very very well in line with our guilty pleasure seasons is Frozen Junior. So oh. we will have uh, kids. Actually, this year we, we extended again from kindergarten now all the way to senior in high school. So we used to do third grade to, eight, to uh, senior, and now we have some camps for kindergarten through second grade um, to come and join us and start to explore with us as well. So we'll have six different camps and options throughout the month of June for, for a week-long camp for either the morning or the afternoon sessions. Well, it sounds like you have lots going on. Yes, we do. No room for comms, John, because they got lots <laughs> going on so just you know don't divert them too much um, we wish you the best of luck we're excited for the show thank to you, open in June and obviously your summer camps which are always you know very well attended and people appreciate that and then we'll look for some more guilty pleasures as we get into 2020 yes, right absolutely. hard to believe we're saying 2020 already yes. yeah so thank you for stopping by
If you would like to find out more about the upcoming season or the summer learning camps happening at Brightside Theater, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight. And, importantly, our friends at Busey Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. If you would like to learn more about the three organizations featured on today's show, please go and visit our website at nctv17.com. And to stay informed about what's happening in your community, sign up to receive our daily news update. Or you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wernette. Thank you for watching.